Hello, welcome to the Bush League Gaming Podcast, your source for ordinary opinions from ordinary gamers. Today, we're talking about free-to-play games on America's Day of Freedom, 4th of July. This episode comes out on 4th of July. I thought it would be fun to do as is a tradition. themed episode, mm-hmm. as is tradition. Yeah, the most boring topic we've ever had on the most exciting holiday. I disagree. I'm your host, Jacob Bush, and with me today... <laughs> He once made it through two rounds of auditions for The Bachelorette, but his journey promptly ended when pro- producers learned that he refuses to trim his toenails. Let's hope we never see him in sandals. In sandals. Leader of the 10 <laughs> Ryan Scout. No, I didn't want that to be me. No, I'm that's just... not true. Which I don't wear sandals ever. I don't know if you've ever noticed that. I, I have. Really? Yeah, I never do. I saw you wear sandals once. My feet are uh, like honestly, so white. They're like white socks. What's the hair like status on your feet? They're hairless. Hairless, really? Entirely hairless. No Hobbit? No Hobbit? No Hobbit. We've talked about this before on the podcast. Have we? Yeah. I think we've talked about this. I actually have one hair in the same exact spot on both feet. I don't know this is on the podcast. Right into the show, this has been on the podcast before if you're sick of hearing about it. Or if you're uh, weirded out by that. It's more for everybody else. Anyways, he is 98% pizza roll. Your favorite crip boy, Nick Beard. (laughs) That's it. That's a that's a good one actually. Let's, Let's cut them open and find out. Was that Tyler? Ooh, delicious. No, that was me. Oh, oh, interesting. Oh, wow, Ryan, what do you have there? Do you like this? Wow, I don't actually don't know what this is. So we you this is this is a uh, their company name is Cam- Camille Neon. Neon. I, I struggle with pronouncing it. Uh, yeah, we, we're gonna hang these up soon. We don't actually have the uh, the hardware to put it in yet, but. Those are going to be hanging about the uh, wall. Nails is all deal. Nails. <laughs> nails. We don't have That's nails. That's the hardware he's talking about. So. Or tax. We don't have any thumbtacks. Anyways, um, check out CamilleNeon.com. Camille <laughs> I'll put it in the description. Um, <laughs> they look really cool, though. I love the way they look. So when I disagree with anyone today, please don't. they will please be getting their head chopped off. Okay. I told you not to take these out of the box until we had the hardware. Demonetize on YouTube for threatening violence. Yeah, exactly. Hold on. Look. Wait, look we don't me. get monitored. We're not monitored. <laughs> look at me. Ready? On you. Right into his eye. Oh, wow. You hit my, oh, hit my headphone. No, Anyways, for the uh, audio listeners out there, we're really sorry. Yeah, <laughs> that's that. Neon sword. He's, yeah, real quick. For <laughs> the audio it. listeners, we're, he was holding up neon swords. They look really cool. Go to the YouTube channel. We'll check it out. They're really cool. Anyways, question first. What is a free-to-play game? And I'm going to read a description of how yeah. it's on paper a free-to-play game. And then we can talk about kind of what our opinion of, of, of defining this before we kind of dive into the history, how we feel about them, where the industry is going. A free-to-play game uh, is a game that gives players access to a significant portion of their content without paying um, or do not require paying to c- continue playing. Free-to-play is distinct from traditional commercial software, which, which requires a payment before using the game or service. Uh, free-to-play games have also been widely criticized as pay-to-win. Some have that model where you're paying money and that actually gives you some sort of benefit in the game. And then there are several different kinds of free-to-play business models. The most common is based on the freemium software model in which users are granted access to a fully functional game, but are incentivized to pay microtransactions, right? This is probably what we're most familiar with. Um, and that's usually used in the the mobile market, but it's kind of transitioning to the console market. Um, this model was first popular used in early massively multiplayer online games targeted towards casual gamers before finding wider adoption among gamers released by major video game publishers to combat video game piracy. I didn't actually know this detail, but um, part of the reason this came about on the PC platform is to combat piracy. Um, Just wait until all the weapons are NFTs. Yeah. Say that again? 
Just the, wait until all the weapons are NFTs. The weapons? Sure. Yeah, the skins. Oh. Sorry, am I moving the mic too much? Yeah, you're fine. Okay. Um, Real quick, would you correct anything on that description of free-to-play games? No, I think that for people that haven't looked into it, there's actually a lot of nuance and there's different kinds of like free to play and uh, it's it you know then it gets even deeper than that but yeah that's pretty much correct for the most part okay ryan any thoughts yeah i don't like them <laughs> that's it yeah we'll get into that okay so i want to go into briefly because <clears throat> i think to accurately talk about the topic of free to play games we need to look at the history and how they be became what they are or how they started even um first of which i want to give credit to a tech radar article titled from floppy disks to freeware the history of free-to-play gaming written by henry winchester um, i pulled a lot of the at least timeline from that and then i have some kind of specific questions to us but i wanted to call that out um real real quick don't look at my notes here what is the <laughs> first free-to-play game that you remember either one of you runescape <clears throat> You looked at his notes. No. Because yeah. I did. And I think it's RuneScape. <laughs> you look. Did you really not look at my notes? No. So Are they in Notion? I was thinking Clash of Clans, honestly, before. RuneScape's way earlier than that. Right. But I was thinking in terms of like the pay, pay to win kind of thing. And I forgot that RuneScape was like that. Where Clash of Clans is very much like, you will get destroyed if you don't give us all of your money right now. I wanted to bring up RuneScape because I think for the three of us who grew up playing RuneScape, this is around junior high for us. And yeah, I think for it, me too. Yeah. Was it, you were like, I was like your second grade. grade. Yeah. I think it kind of primed us for the free to play like <laughs> world change where it's like, yeah, you know, you already were <clears throat> used to this model. You didn't realize it was free to play, but you've been playing free to play games for decades now. Yeah, but we stole my friend's mom's credit card and made a membership on RuneScape. So we always had the gold membership. I never played with a membership. I was actually, I wanted to ask a question. Do you think you would have played RuneScape if it required a membership to actually play it? There's no way. If, I mean, like we at one point literally got in trouble because we used my friend's credit, mom's credit card. His idea, totally his idea. Mm hmm um i was a victim there is zero chance my parents would ever pay for that. same my parents, i didn't have the money to do it my parents would not let me use their credit card for anything in this time because it was like the distrust of the, the distrust internet of, yeah, yeah. Exactly. you're gonna put those numbers on the internet yeah anyone right. can get i watched dateline and then <laughs> they stole my identity um so don't I, put your birthday on facebook yeah so like i oh i wanted to, to bring that up there's Stuff that predate RuneScape, though, even the concept of shareware was very common in the PC space where it's you're just sharing software that you're playing with people. Um, Flash games somewhat predates RuneScape. Yeah. Oh, Flash games are so That's good. A, I would have so thought good. of that one. Oh, yeah. by the way, just so everyone's this is a public service announcement. There is a software free to download on the Internet and the name is escaping me. So don't download Pirateware and sue me. But um, it's literally it's like called Flash Flash games. Or something like that and it has like a full catalog of every flash game that has ever existed on mini clip free to play games mini clip all the classics they're all on there for yes, free and it will save your progress it, <clears throat> it keeps high scores you can challenge your friends it's it's amazing in the era of like recognizing how you know 2001 and 9 11 changed the landscape for at least how we we looked at culture in america there were some super insensitive games on mini clip yeah. thinking oh, back to where you're yeah. playing as like george club Bush. a seal i don't remember that one there was what you just club seals anyways they were, seals. you just 
mini clip it's in is the name. I'm sure it's <laughs> fair. I'm shocked I didn't know what that was. It's in the name. Um yeah, mini clip. It had, was actually I think mm. it was in Club Penguin. No way. No, I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> I played I played Club Penguin. <laughs> like, no way, get out of um, here. But yeah, Mini Club had some very like, if you look back, it's like that does not age well at all. A lot of Bin Laden games. A lot of Bin Laden games. Yeah. yeah again, that was like the culture of the time of like, I remember super, that. you know, again, 4th of July, uh, it was super patriotic back then. Yeah. So a lot of games that like you did not like anyone walked past your computer screen. You're like, yeah, I was playing, I was playing in typing class in high school, in <clears throat> junior high. Oh, when yeah. I was playing NCS. Yeah. NCS, you yeah. would get into mini clip. Yeah. And like the teacher would walk around and then you'd be like, okay, like minimize. minimize. Yeah. <laughs> mini clip is synonymous with school back then. Yeah. For some reason, there's Do you a remember vivid... Line Rider? Oh, Line Rider's great. Oh, dude. So For, okay. Going back to the super insensitive games, there's one that I specifically remember where you're playing Condoleezza Rice with machine guns and she's like fighting terrorists is what the whole concept was. Anyways, that was a, a time capsule. It's a 4th wow. of July game. Uh, yeah 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 um moving on from okay so again shareware this is the timeline shareware flash games runescape um do you think i already asked this one but so we brought up club penguin that's another example of this did either of you play neopets by chance this is another example of it no, no i know what it is do you play that yeah yeah we played that anyways that's another did, example was that like the serial I don't think so. No, 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 no. It was just on the computer. Anyways, no, I'm thinking of those are at least my experiences with free to play games. I know it's going to be drastically different for others, but that was kind of the era of um, they were dabbling it in 2001. This is originally RuneScape was released in 2001. It shifted to a membership model. Um, and then by 2012, they have full blown micro microtransactions now. So mm. they even changed their model from that free to play that we were used to, to the microtransaction model in 2012. So moving on, I think we would be remiss to not to acknowledge that really what fueled the free to play model change is mobile gaming and the significance of the Apple iPhone, which released in 2007, you can see a clear line of the quality and the tactics chosen in free to play games change from the start of the iPhone to where we are now. And it's a, it's a downhill, in my opinion, a downhill slide of where they are. So think back to 2007 and maybe a little bit after 2010. Was that Toontown? Toontown. Whoa! Did you play Toontown? I did play Toontown. Was that with mobile though? That <laughs> was on the computer. Toontown was lit. That was on the computer. Why though, is wasn't that? It? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we're talking mobile. <clears throat> mobile. So we're on mobile right now. Um, the way that mobile gaming started was it was paid games. They didn't have free to play games right at launch, other than iBeer. Remember iBeer? I do. Oh, I loved iBeer. Yeah. <clears throat> um, they had games like, and it's just gonna shock you, but these were paid games initially. Angry Birds, Fruit Ninja. Jetpack Joyride, Temple Run. 99 cents. 99 yeah. cents. These are games you paid for, and then you had the game, and you played them, and you loved it. It was on your phone. Yeah. That changes very quickly um, in the mobile space. So, again, 2007 iPhone release. These games kind of come out in the next year or two, two or three years after. Um, I want to ask the question, do you recall to this period of games that you did enjoy, that you did pay for? Did you play Temple Run? Did you play Fruit Ninja? Did you pay for games back then, or were you not allowed your mom's credit card? Dude, I got like every Christmas, I would get like a hundred dollars <throat> iTunes cash, just yep. from like, you know, relatives that don't care about me at all. <laughs> yeah, just, they'd just be like, "Oh, give them an iTunes gift." Let them buy it. That used to be like a, the gift card. Oh my gosh, I loved it, and I would buy music with it. Yeah, you bought music? Yeah, I you have, buy uh, songs on nerd. So much music. Yeah. No, so I stole music. all of my music. Yeah, that's it's not something I just said on. <laughs> Specifically, LimeWire, <laughs> Cox.net. This was in the days of LimeWire. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, I file shared all the time. <laughs> yeah. good, good save. Uh, I uh, I did. I played. I played games. Bought games. Not a ton like I do today. I'm. I'm do you like, remember any that you bought back then? I mean, I would have bought Candy or uh, uh, Temple Run. I would have bought Angry Birds. I would have bought all those. Sure. Angry Birds not Fruit is Ninja. A big one for me. Yeah. Same. I played all those. I played Fruit Ninja. Um, there was one. It was like a 3D flying game. It was all polygonal. What was the name of that? I can't remember. But it was like one of the first games I ever saw on the iPhone, and I was like this is the future yeah. it was the coolest thing i've ever seen because it was um it Save was like that, both yeah, yeah yeah gyro gyro controls. you would basically just rotate it and you're just flying between these blocks it's just like yeah. super simple Save that clip of him talking about mobile games like that okay oh yeah yeah and then just it play that on loop ended yeah. they never made better games so i i, I do want to talk about it because it did end that era was a fa- i call that you know phase one of mobile games yeah yeah um, one. sometime after that too the PC space shifted to free-to-play games as well. Uh, games like Lord of the Rings Online, Age of Conan, Dungeons and Dragons Online, mm. they shifted to free-to-play models. Uh, games like WoW, you know, planted that flag and still hold it where you st- you need a membership. But a lot a lot shifted. They saw how the mobile space was doing. They saw how games like RuneScape were working. They opened up their doors and went free-to-play. That was 2011. I say between 2011, what did I have here in my notes? 2011, um, no, 2010 was pretty decent to 2012 is when you started seeing dark design in my opinion and you know dark patterns i think is the technical term but yeah. I'll, I'll refer to the dark design because i think that sounds cooler um marketing that's, sounds very nice. star wars yeah like this. so the dark design i think that's where you see the shift is between 2010 to 2012 where you know you do it's what we recognize today microtransactions this annoying you know countdown timers um loot boxes casino mechanics uh these are all things that are just in most modern games but it started about 10 years ago and it started in on mobile in my opinion I in think. a garage in cupertino california <laughs> two guys two guys a visionary a software engineer yep and yeah. the rest is history and is history. Uh, a turtleneck yeah. yeah here we are recording on this macbook pro mm-hmm. two turtlenecks sponsored by apple no we're not sponsored by um so uh, just four years after it's released um, 65% of games revenue on Apple App Store came from in-app purchases with consumer spending on average of $14. This is the shift where you no longer get good quality games, in my opinion, on mobile where you were paying, you know, some games like Monument Value, you might've paid $5 for. There were games you were paying like $5, $10 for on mobile. Those went away because developers were saying, oh, you make more money by in-app purchases. You know, 65% of revenue were in-app purchases. Wow. And it slowly shifted to 2012, where from 2012 pretty much on, the top games by revenue on the App Store were all free-to-play games. Yeah. So it's not like you get this really good quality game like Monument Valley that's dominating the charts because it's just a really good game. It's not free-to-play games because that's where the money is being made. What if the average user is uh, you know, $14, then why would you sell a game for $3? Yeah. Right? If you could put microtransactions in it in, in like a really effective way and you know, really increase that and lower the barrier to entry by letting so many people jump on for free. So yes. the average spend is $14 for a user. This doesn't account though for what the industry calls whales. So whales are what really these developers are going after. That's the term that's pretty much commonly used where they make up like it's some drastic statistics of, of the in-app purchases. It's like 80% are all just based on this small section of people who just pour money into it. Right. So they're going after those whales and that's what's, you know, skewing up that to $14 is nuts actually when you think the average 
a consumer. Well, especially when you're thinking about mobile, which is now not like a million people, it's 30 million, 40 million, right? So it's Mm -hmm. a much bigger market too. Yeah. And I think also the funny thing now too, is that in the loss of those really good developed games that were like $10 a piece, you now have services like Netflix gaming and the Apple arcade where they're actually taking those 10 year old games and putting them on those platforms because that's the last time you had like fully fledged mobile games. Yeah. So we're kind of like doing this weird cyclical event where it's okay. Maybe for like the mainstream microtransaction games are the right approach, but the only way to get those other games that you miss are through a subscription model. Um, again, that's where the industry is going right now. Our subscription, both Sony and Xbox are pushing yeah. a subscription model. Especially yeah. bigger bigger titles. Yeah, like the big, big game industry for yeah. sure. Um, so another phase here. This is now now that we have the standard set of the kind of what you don't like about my, uh, free-to-play games now, right? We're pretty much there. Right. 2012. Along this line, this is when uh, Farmville and Candy Crush are popularized. Clash of Clans. Clash of Clans. Beach. These are freemium. Freemium right. games. Oh, is that would We're, that fit the premium no, model? No, no, no. no. they're free to go in, but you will have to pay a premium to either play it to the fullest or, like Candy Crush, for example, you die. Yeah, you're right. You either have to wait right. or you have to pay, oh, and so it's yes. not. You don't have to pay to play the game, but there's totally this right. hybrid model, right, where you've right. got to. <clears throat> but specifically, um, in the Facebook gaming space, is where these games are super common. They did super well to the point where that's where Zynga became popular is Farmville and Candy Crush. I'm sorry. Zynga is, and Zynga is massive. Zynga is massive now. About, yeah. You but like, about that. They got popular from Facebook games yeah. and mobile games from the free to play market. So the entire industry has, you know, been built by these free to play companies now to the point where I think 2k owns Zynga now. I think Tencent does. Uh, one of them does. I think oh, look it up. Okay. I think I'm pretty sure 2k bought uh, Zynga, but Tencent's going to come up a few times here. Um, I'm, I'm curious. Are take there two? Take two. Um, do you ha- currently, or let's say in the last five years, have any free to play games that you've enjoyed, right? That I'd say in the last five years, they're using this model now. Yeah. I think the, the modern ones have changed because they went from like, when this exploded, every game was rehashing the same mechanics over and over. Like everything felt like clash of clans to mm-hmm. me. I just felt like every one was trying to recreate that lightning in a bottle kind of situation. And, um, Now, they're very similar in terms of like, you know, we had the huge boom in um, Battle Royales, but they're all like different enough. Mm -hmm. I think they all kind of bring different aspects. Um, My experiences have all been on console in the most recent like renditions of free to play games, Fortnite, Apex. We played Call of Duty for like two weeks. Yeah, that's fun. War, we won once. Warzone. Warzone, yeah. Um, the war one. I still the remember war us. One, yeah. I still remember us on the roof. Dude, shooting down to that guy we I won. I totally remember. I think yeah, yeah, it's totally. We might circle back. Real quick, um, you mentioned Clash of Clans, though. You played that in the past, right? That was a... I played it. I never could get into those games because I would get really frustrated that they wanted my money for me to continue to play and I was too stubborn to pay. So once so, you recognize it, you were like, I'm out now. I never spent money on those games. Okay. No. So I would say for me, I don't know. Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes is a free to play game that I absolutely yeah, love. I played so much of that. You played, I think you played a bit of that too. And I never yeah. spent money on it. Yeah. And, and guess what? You probably put a lot of hours into I that game. I put a lot of time into that game. So 
the needle can be thread, I think, if you do it. Because I'm the well. same way. I do not, even uh, on Diablo Immortal. I don't know if we're going to talk about that. We but, will. Sure. Um, we can go there now. Go ahead. Like I've gone through all these reviews and it's like, I bought like the season pack upgrade, which was 14 bucks. And just season pass. just season pass just to like do it. Um, but I like never spend mobile transactions ever. So like all these like things that people are talking about in Diablo that like it's you got to like all pay all this money to like upgrade and really grind. And it's like I, I just don't think that's true. I think it might be true for like a really competitive person who wants to do P2P and like play each other. Um, but like it's same with candy or uh, Clash of Clans. I never once paid to just let me increase that time or candy crush it was like i'm done for now i'm gonna come back and do it later next time i poop or whatever um so like that needle can be thread that's freedom we didn't talk about that that is freedom i really i really don't want to but i don't want to downplay the fact that there are certain microtransaction games that have this casino effect um which like would fall into dark design which makes those like really bad so it's gonna shiver down my spine I don't know. I don't know which direction we want to go, but um, the needle can be thread. You know, I think Diablo is a great example. The game is super fun. It's enjoyable. You don't have to spend that money to play it. So it's a super hot take, by the way. Super hot take. And I'm, I'm sure that like, I'm just leave your comments in, in the, please. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. The needle can be thread, but I, there's, I think at the heart of some of this that I hope we get to is like when when are microtransactions not good and when does it become dark design and when am I being manipulated uh, or when can I not play the game because now you're making me pay like mm-hmm. Apex is a good example. I've never had to pay money to play Apex, right? Like I may have to uh, if I want to have like a cool skin, then like definitely, you know, there's this social influence there. But like we we played that game when it first came out because we were like, oh, this is free. Let's try it. We've never heard of it. And we did. We loved it. And it's just an absolutely amazing game. It right? Is. And it's free. So I don't I don't know. I think there's some really good aspects of free-to-play games. Uh, like all these kids that don't have credit cards or can't steal credit cards from their mom. Like these kids don't have to pay to play these games. But there's a dark side to this too. There's like there's very much like a very negative side to this that I would argue that more games have done it wrong. Yeah, I think right. so. I think so. Um, yeah. I think what really bothers me is like, you know, the huge fiasco of Star Wars Battlefront 2. Sure. Where it wasn't a free to game play game, but you would literally pay all this money to buy the game. Then you would have to buy loot boxes to get a chance to unlock like integral Vader characters. Vader, Vader, Vader. like a keystone of star wars and you would not get to play him until you like paid a ton of money or you spent thousands of hours they they they, they designed it so that like you could not really achieve that right they pushed you towards the payment side that's dark that's dark like that's very manipulative yeah yeah and i think there's there's more games that kind of air on like that left the that to me was one of my personal worst experiences with these types of patterns um but I feel like I've seen this for years and have just avoided all of those games. So Nick, I mean, me and Nick always go back and forth about mobile games because to me, mobile, mobile means cheap. Um, I feel like it dampens more often than not. It's like a less quality game that they're just trying to milk money. Um, and that was always my sense. And I feel like I was right in that for 
huge span of time, mobile gaming was like literally how much money can we squeeze out of the average gamer? Kind of what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. That's just what it felt like. Um, I would rather just pay full price for a game and it be like a really good quality game that I can play with my friends. Um, and so I think we're, we're at this like interesting er arena where free to play is actually, if not as common, it's more common now. Yeah. A lot of companies yeah. are moving that way. Overwatch 2. But I think they're realizing like the quality of the game actually will suffer if we don't take this serious and, and, you know, if we put together a really good game that like the aspects of gameplay aren't affected and it's more skin based and, you know, just bragging rights, right? Like I think a lot of games like Fortnite and um, Halo, Apex. Infinite, Apex, it's all like just skin based. It's all just like, look how sick I look and you just started this game and you look lame. I'm fine with that. Yeah. I'm totally fine with that. Sure. Yeah. Fine. But don't make it to where you can't access like key features to the game. I think the industry is learning that. Yeah, I do. I think I think Battlefront's a great example of where they. I honestly, Battlefront overstepped, and I think the whole industry watched that and completely watched them pull say, them back. They pulled. They back. pulled back, but the damage was done, and the whole industry watched that. That like they didn't recover from that. So they never recovered. There, yeah. but now they're taking baby steps in that direction still for from different strategies. And one and one thing I wanted to bring up on this you know lineage of how this model's changed loot boxes were a key element during this i mean it still is but during that peak era battlefront 2 a lot of mobile games are using loot boxes fortnite even had loot boxes at one point most developers have seen that as predatory some countries have seen that as illegal um because it's it's casino like and kids play these games so they've actually outlawed it the new free to play you know shtick is the battle pass yeah and you will not find a free-to-play game, at least launching now, that doesn't have a battle pass. It does one of two things. It is a way to do exactly what you're saying. You know, hook people and say like, hey, if you play this long, you're going to lock this cool skin you can show off to your friends. But it's also a way to maintain engagement. And I think, I think it's, we have to acknowledge the fact that if you were to buy a game for $60 and you know, play online for a little bit, it's going to die out in two to three years, likely. That's usually just the, the the model of those online games. Typically, they peter out and people aren't playing them. What free-to-play games do is that they do have season passes and they do have continued content that you're not paying for, but you are getting for free. Yeah. And you keep playing this game. That's why things like Pokemon Go have existed for years and years and years now. That's why games online, uh, uh, what's it called? The Old Republic, whatever it is, the Star Wars game, it's a free-to-play game. They keep adding content. So there's this kind of double-edged sword of, man, you're getting some shady practices here. It's kind of cheaper sometimes. But in other cases, it's like, this is how you get your game to live for a very long time because you are getting that revenue on a long-term basis instead of just upfront in the first year, two years of its existence. Yeah, I and I would even argue just slightly against your point up front. I think the games are getting better on mobile. And I think like from a gaming point they're getting better, but I think the dark design and the microtransactions are getting worse. And so it makes it seem like the quality is I mean like even some of these uh MOBAs like Wild Rift and even Apex and Call of Duty and Diablo Immortal like 
the fact that these games are mobile games, I mean, it's like, it's truly impressive that you can play this on a mobile game. Um, and even non, non-MIG titles like Graveyard Keeper and uh, Stardew Valley. Uh, Genshin and Impact. Ton of, Genshin Impact is yeah. another, like, True. dude, that's insane. That's I would argue the games are getting better and that's awesome. I agree. I would argue that, but I would say along with that, so are the nastier designs here on uh, loot box is a great example of a dopamine hit. You guys talked about this in your episode of like the sound effects and the confetti and like then there's this dopamine hit and like it kind of hooks people. There's this casino elephant uh, elephant element. And then there's dark design stuff too that's like uh, Diablo has this a little bit too where you kill an enemy and you get that first kill of the day and it gives you a free reward. You click through it and then it like lands you right next to the store where all the other things are on sale. And it's like, okay, it's, I didn't land here by accident, right? So like, I think those things are getting more uh, like insidious and creepy. And so I think there's kind of like this uh, like battle going on that. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. What is it with free to play games too, where the menu screens are so crowded? They're annoying. Like, it's atrocious. It, it looks horrible. Did you watch you the videos? Fortnite, Call of Duty. Um, what's another one? Apex, any of them. And it's like, it shows your character and then your party or whatever. And it's like ads, all like their own ads. It's a Christmas tree. all over. It's horrible. The battle passes over here. There's oh, no it looks so bad. Here. Yeah. And Something's just, blinking over all here. All it is is like trying to grab kids' attention of yeah. like, you don't have this, you don't have this, you don't have this. Like I said, I'm okay with like the cosmetics being sold like that um, because I, I guess mostly because it doesn't really like it doesn't sap money out of me personally. Yeah. But I guess it, I would fully understand, especially as if like I was a parent of a kid playing yeah. current games today, I would be very concerned that they are My doing 14 year everything they can. cortex is right. not built out enough to say no to it. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. All their money going to those Ryan's games. prefrontal cortex <laughs> yeah. isn't built out enough. We're yeah. there. <laughs> I don't know if I have a prefrontal cortex. <laughs> Um, no, that's a great point. And the, I sent them a video today of like, I just recorded my screen of gaining Diablo Immortal, uh, Call of Duty, and then Apex. And hot take for all the Diablo fans that hate it. There's none of that, like at all, when you log in. It's incredible that I can immediately just start playing. Call of Duty is ridiculous. I have to click through like seven advertisements before I get to the dashboard. Yeah, it's and like then 12 it's, minutes for you to get into then the Then it's a Christmas tree yeah. of like, you know, and I'm like... I'm OCD and it really bugs me. No joke. There are times I spend four or five minutes clearing the notifications, never purchasing a single thing. It just sucks my time. And then I feel like I'm free to play after that. So like, yeah, that stuff really bugs me. You're free to uh, play after yeah, that. Yeah, I'm free. Nice. Wow. After I've spent wow. my time. And then you're done pooping and you're like, well, <laughs> it's over because I'm a fast play. Because I poop fast. It's just like, it's healthy, you know, it's so that way. Uh, yeah, so that's another aspect that's just like really annoying is like the advertising and uh, honestly, they're just they have these behavioral scientists like the the people that For created sure. the notification badge at at Facebook. Like that was not like this computer guy in the background. That was like a scientist. So it was like, yeah, this will literally snap someone's like brain up into attention. It's like that stuff is just not okay. You know, like that's the stuff that frustrates me. Yeah, it's gross. Yeah. And I never spend the money on on stuff like this. Diablo, I had to because I was like, I'm I'm going to go in there, I'm going to spend money, and I'm going to really try and see if this argument's real about the the spending there. And but. I think specifically on the Diablo aspect, you said it, but from what I can tell, it's a very small section of that player base, the very hardcore gamer 
Yeah. That does have to spend money to get to these, you know, criteria, whatever it is. Yeah, they were upgrading. Uh, so I beat the game uh, at level 57 and they were obviously you can keep going on doing all these things. But like they were talking about upgrading gems that like I wasn't even like close to getting to that level. It's like you don't have to even go there to play the game for 50 hours and enjoy it, beat it. And even the IGN review, which was really critical, says that at the end of the verdict. It's like this is a fantastic game that will provide decades of deck uh you know like dozens of fun gaming hours but for the hardcore player and then it goes into all the bad things it's like okay yeah and remember uh the free-to-play model is not necessarily built for the hardcore gamer it's built for casual it's, it's supposed to be approachable right yep. diablo it 4, lowers that barrier to entry diablo 4 right. is for that hardcore gamer i think diablo immortal was very intentionally designed to be for anyone yeah and they know that you know they're gonna get the whales with that really high sure that, that high level, but everyone else is going to get a place for free the most, for yeah. the most part. $24 million in their first two weeks is what they took in. The money that's made wow. from free-to-play games, real quick, I, I got a statistic from 2020 because they don't have it for 21 or 22, but um, the highest revenue games in 2020 were Honor of Kings at Kings at $2.45 billion. I haven't heard of this game. I've never heard of that either. Peacekeeper Elite, $2.32 billion. Haven't heard of that game either. Both of them are Tencent, so I'm guessing they might be a Chinese, broad. Yeah. yeah. Um, Roblox, Tencent, number yeah. three. Roblox makes sense. Garena Free Fire, another one I don't recognize. Pokemon Go, right in the middle there at 1.92 billion. Still? Yeah. That's that's crazy to Which me. Which, th- again, I think to give the, this model some credit, a game like Pokemon Go with the support, it's being, they're continuing to support it because there's p- players who are c- continuing to play it and put money into it. So, like, it's, a, it's, a, it's an exchange. You have to remember yeah. that is that. When they make these games, maybe you're frustrated. Maybe you don't want to do it. There are a dozen people after you who want to play it. Hundreds, thousands of people who want to play it. And that's where I feel good about Pokemon. I could be wrong. I haven't jumped in in a while. But like, I don't feel like they're manipulating me there as much. So it's like, okay, hey, there's a community here. They're making upgrades. This stuff's fun. It's not a game where I feel like, oh, they're just manipulating kids so good for years that they keep paying that. So like, I feel good when I hear something like that about Pokemon because uh, you've played it and you know the design's not that. Yeah, it's not. Like, I wouldn't say not that predatory. It's not. Pred- it doesn't feel predatory when I play it. Yeah. There are games. There are free to play games, mobile games, console games that do feel predatory. Yeah. So it's like the really good ones who do it well get a bad rap by the ninety percent that do it poorly. Because I think you're right. I think most of them you're don't right. do it well. I think there's more bad, like you said. I think there's a lot more bad games than there are good games. But for games like Apex and Fortnite, just to dominate the conversation, they're doing it right. They're doing it well. Yeah, and we have to talk about too, just like kids today have access to more free games than we ever could have dreamed of at their age. So I would have in high school been thrilled that they started making games free because I just didn't have the money to spend on them. So they're definitely casting a wider net. It's also crazy that people don't like this point, but we have to be honest with ourselves. It's crazy that you can get a game that you could put in a hundred to 200 hours in and you paid $60. It's crazy. We, we got, we got some backlash on the internet. People hate that. People hate that. It's, if you like add up the hours of entertainment, the value of video games is unbelievable. Yeah. That's yeah. the only argument that like really with free to play that and casting a big net. That's the only argument where I'm like, I get it. Right. I'm leaning more towards subscription. I would rather play a subscription for really quality games that aren't going to flood my screen with ads. Mm-hmm. You know? 
I will pay subscriptions. That's my personal preference. I don't, I would rather do that than free to play. And it, I understand that it's, you can't forever make a game for $60 that everyone's going to play for 120, 150 hours and like all they paid was $60. That's, that is a ludicrous amount of value that you're getting. And either they're going to start raising the prices and games are going to become less and less accessible because every game you're going to have to put down a hundred bucks yeah. or they're going to go subscription increasing model. the bar to, you know, or they're going to go free to play. I, yeah. uh, I re- recently released a shorts where Nick and I were talking about how we're like, yeah, games are kind of under, a lot of games are underpriced. You know, $60 is really low. Think about Elden Ring, the amount of hours you get from that. I would have paid way more money for oh that. Oh my gosh. I would have paid 99 bucks. For it that. is our, it is our, yeah. <clears throat> we had the most dislikes on that. Like 40% of yeah. that were dislikes for our it. like ratio, which is the worst it's ever been. Usually we're in like the 90, 90 plus a hundred of yeah. like all likes, no dislikes. So, and the comments are like, let's brag. Well, no, like it's, <laughs> it's more so just like the people dis- really like us. Yeah. <laughs> the disparity of like this, this take that I think is a very reasonable take. Yeah. That for 30 we're years, reasonable gentlemen, we're reasonable gentlemen yes. with 90% likes. Right. Um, the, the 30 year price, five star man, you got five star, five, star, Uber. five Uber. stars on Uber. That's a true story. I'll show you. No. Okay. So the, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I, I just think that like you have to pay to you have to pay what you support. That was my ending of that short was that at the end of the day, you need to put money into what model you believe in. Yeah. And to me, it's like the I believe in the subscription model. I believe in paying $70, $80, $90 for a game if I think I'm gonna get the right value for it. So I brought up in that in that short is that some games have legendary editions or special editions that you get more content for. It can be perceived that that should have been in the base game. I understand that argument, but at the same time, it's like they are—they're not doing free to play at least. Like you can give them money and you know support this model and it not be free to play, or you can play free to play games and buy skins and support that. Whatever it is, I do all of it. I yeah. buy skins in games. I buy subscriptions. I pay sixty dollars for full price games. I just think that each they have their own place, right? And I think the problem with Diablo is that. It took a fan base that only really wanted one type of release. Yeah, yeah that's the that's the that's like the common denominator here. The differentiator. There's a there's a really unique fan base with Diablo as opposed to the rest of the world that we're trying to bring into mobile games and stuff like that. So I do understand a little bit of that. I just I push back on a little bit of the Diablo stuff. I think it's a little the a little facetious. The only other detail that I think we've missed as far <clears> as cons go that we don't bring in up enough on the podcast is uh, opportunity cost. And what opportunity cost is for the listeners, basically anytime a company decides to put money into something, that's money taken away from something else. So it's, it's the cost of an opportunity that you didn't pursue. In the example of Diablo, people saw that as they're putting all this, all these developers that are so expensive right now, because you can't get enough developers. Yeah, no one wants to think about how much salaries have changed over the last 30 years either. They like took the, those developers you know. that could be making Diablo 4 or which you know is being made, it's being over 10 years, yeah. could have been made earlier and they put it into this mobile yeah. game. So I think there, that's a worthy conversation too of like you know EA and Ubisoft and Nintendo are all getting into mobile more. That's potential loss of a 
quality game that we could have got for the switch or for xbox or for pc yeah yeah and i would uh, there's two arguments here you can, you can go both ways and i bring it both ways because i made this argument previously that uh so in two weeks they made 24 million dollars right like what are they going to make in a year man in the perfect world i'd really like to hope that like the next hundred million dollars that the Diablo franchise just brought in from a mobile game is going to go to creating Diablo five and six and on. Right. Unfortunately, the gaming industry doesn't have a good track record of, of like managing that really well. Right. The disparity between the top and bottom is huge. Cultures suck. You know, it's, it's just pretty common thread a lot around a lot of those big studios. So like, that's unfortunate. That's a hard argument for me to make. I think back to this franchise and knowing your audience and having like this, this is what we do well. I think it's a valid question to ask them, why did they choose to put the time there, right? The energy there. Is it because Activision and Diablo, they're just really uh, gun-ho about having a mobile game. They want that many people to experience Diablo. Probably, a, probably not. You know, they probably wanted $24 million in two weeks, right? And so um, I think that's like a really fair argument. You know, I'm, I'm not saying that the the motives were, were good on any of that. Um, I'm just pushing back a little bit on the Diablo, but... It's a great point. I mean, there's an opportunity cost, and I think we should question why certain big studios are deciding to put their games on mobile. Agreed. Yeah. Gamers are like notoriously tight with their wallets, right? Sure. And <laughs> sure. we will fight tooth and nail. And I, I feel like we've seen these stages when we were younger, games were about $50, then it moved to $60, and then they started like PS5 went to 70 And I remember like so vividly, the jump from 50 to 60, people were pretty annoyed about. Mm -hmm. The jump from 60 to 70, people were outraged. Just felt, felt different, yeah. It's and they the were like, the internet existed. That's really what it was. The, yeah, exactly. We have all these communities that can lash back. And, and like, this is the monster we've created. I feel like we've we've sort of made our bed and now we have to lay in it of like, We've so actively said, I will not buy your game for $70, even yeah. regardless of the the amount of hours I will get out of it. And so they're like, okay, if you, we don't want you to steal it and <laughs> we, don't, we don't want you to line wire And it. we want to sell this game to as many people as possible because at the end of the day, our job is to make money. Our job isn't just... Just it's not like egalitarian. Free, they're yeah. Not, yeah, they're not there for world peace. They're right. trying to make money. They're trying to make money. And or so else you don't. You don't now make we have a second these, game. Yeah, yeah. 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 So <laughs> we have these models that are just going after every angle, like psychologically going sure. after making out as much money as possible. Yeah. So we're complicit. Here, though. Here we are. We're like complicit. it's too late. We're we're never going to go back. Buying a game to own it is it's like on its way out. I don't know when it will be out, but pretty soon we're going to either be paying subscriptions like we do for all of our video content, or we're going to be playing free-to-play games and ads are going to be shoved in our face for hours on end and children are going to be like dopamine wired to need whatever ad is put in front of them. We asked for this, honestly. I mean, it's like, I just, I know people hate that, I want to say we ask for it, but we, I think we are part of the problem. We're part of the yeah. problem. Yeah. Right. I, I think it's. And I, I was complaining too when it, dollar, the game hit $70, but then you have to step back and be like, 
they still they need to make money. Like they're not going to continue making games if they don't make money. One of the comments on that video was like, "They make so much money, blah 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 blah." Like, um, they already make so much money. They don't need to make more money. They're just being greedy, right? That was a comment. I get that. And again, you have to remember, this is an exchange. This is a company. They don't like. It's this. They're going to always throw the line of how much money can we get out of them. The price is what the market will bear. Like that is the economic term you'll always hear. People buy it. Like you can complain all you want, but if people keep buying it, that's going to be what you get. So again, we are complicit in this. You can go back to any sort of, it goes back to RuneScape. We're doing this in RuneScape. And from then we have contributed to this model. Yeah. So I I don't know. I, I, Nick, you've always been an advocate for mobile. Doesn't mean cheap. Um, Yeah. It could be, but yeah, it it could, but you've always been like, Hey, there's something here. They're doing stuff here. And, and now, like you said, they have apex running and call of duty and Fortnite running very well on your phone. Um, and they continue to kind of push those boundaries where Diablo Immortal is like, that's the equivalent of like this. Your phone can run switch games basically now is, is where we're at. So, yeah. Um, says more about the switch. (laughs) I feel like the summary there on like my summary and all this is like, Okay, if you don't want to pay $70 games and don't complain that the games are free and that there's microtransactions inside, what you should complain about is like dark design. Yeah. When you think when we when it's noticeable that design is manipulating us or like the experience is being killed for ads and stuff like that, we we should be uh I think we should voice those opinions. We should review those games and be like, "Yeah, this is like ridiculous." Um when that's not there, I feel like you should just shut up. You know what I mean? It's a free game. People get to play it and you don't have to spend that money. Um, so like, I don't know. I feel like there's a balance to be had. There's a lot of good stuff to the free to play. I think we should just be really conscious of our part in the negative and then also the negative and keep these game developers accountable. And then lastly, it's like, but what are we going to do if you know, the market goes on what people do, their decisions. And if people just keep paying, then like that's that model's not going to go away if that's successful for for-profit that's, companies. That's the fear of a lot yeah. of people is that the little bit that they can do isn't going to be enough, that yeah. the whole industry is going to be... The gates are open. Yeah, the gates are open. The genie's out of the bottle. Um, I think that's a valid fear of like... Until the next model. Yeah, it's, it's, the fear is that you will no longer get Diablo 4, 5, 6, 7. It's all going to be free to play and it's all going to be... You know, the hardcore player won't have their game anymore. You know, it's interesting though, in the Diablo 5 uh, 4 trailer, there was uh, one of the speakers was saying, I was so glad that I was able to work on this one. So the comment was made like, there's a separate team for this. Um, And so I'm wondering if maybe that was made for the fan base and maybe just because it's true. So it makes me think even more that like those are separated products. Um, uh, And they are different products, separated products in that company. And so... Yeah, I hope that doesn't happen. And who knows, maybe we'll have a new model in the future, like uh, play to earn, you know, or stuff like this, where there's more community. Yeah. Like, who knows? I, I'm not a fan of it, but I'm I'm just saying. No, yeah, you're right. The, it's the, an interesting. The whole take. fact that NFTs are coming up, there is a, the industry is proposing another direction right now. Yeah. Do we adopt it? Do we don't adopt it? That's to be decided. I don't think we're going. Market to. will tell, man. Market yeah. will tell. Um, guys, anything else before we get into housekeeping? No, I would. I think it's interesting if you have thoughts and comments. Uh, <laughs> comment on them. Um, if you have thoughts on like a better type of model, then do that. But uh, it's it's good. Watch out for dark design. Yeah. Watch out for dark design. Um, be a conscious gamer. Call out the bad, like yeah. you said, Nick. 
um, because I don't think enough people talk about those design no. mechanisms. But uh, yeah, I, I don't think free-to-play immediately means bad anymore. I, Apex, the fact that Overwatch 2 is going free-to-play, I, my gut's not like, I guess that makes sense, right? You just bought skins anyways for loot boxes. You guys put a ton of time into your loot boxes, so yeah, I guess that does make sense. So okay. I want a Master Sword in Overwatch. You might get it. Nintendo might get Loot very box. desperate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, guys, let's get into some housekeeping. Housekeeping. Upcoming episodes. We have a review of Rogue Legacy 2, Jurassic World Evolution 2, Sifu, Ghostwire Tokyo, The Quarry, Elden Ring, Hollow Knight, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga, maybe Cyberpunk 2077, maybe Horizon Forbidden West. We have a lot of reviews coming up. Stay tuned. Hit subscribe. Uh, we got more coming at you. We got some hot takes coming at you. Um, we're reasonable. I don't think those are hot takes, right? Uh, maybe to some people, but... Maybe to some people. Everyone's different. Everyone's got. I probably overspoke. Yeah, yeah. I tend to do that. Yeah, we'll yeah. see. Uh, honestly, please, we'd like to continue <laughs> this conversation in the comments. Let's keep it respectful. But I really want to engage with the community on this topic. I think it's again, it's it's kind of it's here. Like controversial. Gates are it. open. Yeah. Gates are open. Um, if there's any game you want us to review, write in the show. Leave a comment. Email us. You can find our email in the description of this episode, uh, guys. Thank you for talking about free-to-play games on United States Day of Freedom, 4th July. Yeah, not have said that more awkwardly. I just, I, I wanted United to really... United States Day of Freedom. I just, I, I, it's Independence Day. That's and, like not even fully clear. Okay, so hold on. It's called, the, it's called Independence Day. Yeah. And I was like, I could call this like well Independent of Paying Games episode. Cinco what? Cinco de Mayo. What about Cinco de Mayo? You might as well have just described. Something. I wanna, I wanna try. I think Halloween's gonna land like this, but I wanna try to do themed episodes where it's like this episode's coming out on Halloween. Let's do some fun Scary. Halloween special. Yeah. So this was our freedom episode. <laughs> I reckon. Whoa! Wow, he's eating that sword. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> Actually, they won't be able to see. Yeah, that looks pretty cool. All right. On that note, we'll see you next week. <laughs> Bye. Love you. Bye. You just club seals.